Founded in 1682 by William Penn, Europeans first settled in Pennsylvania in 1637, although several tribes of indigenous people occupied the land for centuries before this. Pivotal in the French and Indian Wars, the Seven Years' War, the American Revolution, and the United States Civil War, it is no surprise that with such a rich history, our state has developed a culture that is distinctive and multifaceted. Full of legends and real-life heroes who risked everything for their beliefs, today Pennsylvania retains strong elements of folk culture developed by a combination of ideologies practiced by the varied ethnicities of original settlers, Native Americans, and shared experiences. Legends and lore passed down over centuries reveal philosophies that are as superstitious as they are religious and even scientific, resulting in a microculture found nowhere else. You are listening to Pennsylvania Life, Legends, and Lore, where we believe that behind every great story, there is a nugget of truth. In each episode, your hosts, Ethan and Holly, will attempt to uncover that truth and preserve a part of our incredible Pennsylvanian lifestyle. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Pennsylvania Life, Legends, and Lore. I'm Ethan. And I'm Holly. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about sauerkraut, the New Year's Eve tradition. New Year's Day. Sorry, New Year's Day tradition. And it's pork and sauerkraut. Yeah, yeah, pork and sauerkraut. <laughs> so I have grown up, my mom has made pork and sauerkraut for New Year's Day as long as I can remember. And I think your family has done the same, right? Correct. They made it ever since, I mean, before I was even born, I'm sure. Right. So we've grown up with the tradition and what were you told about it for New Year's Day? I don't honestly know if I was ever told anything. I just, but I've heard that it was good luck, but I don't honestly remember anybody saying, like, from my family saying, oh, it's good luck. They just mm -hmm. always had it. I'm not honestly a huge fan of the dish, the sauerkraut mostly. And my mom would always, you know, she's like, just take a little bite. Just take a little bite. You have to have luck for the new year. So I've always grown up knowing that it was supposedly good luck, uh, but I never really understood why it was good luck. Yeah, I've honestly, this is going to offend a lot of people in my family, but have never tried it. Uh, I just don't like the smell of it. It just, it doesn't smell good. And I am one of those people that if it doesn't smell good, it could probably taste really good, but I'm still not gonna try it. <laughs> um, maybe it's time to suck it up and try it next year next year but so uh, you're already done for this year because you didn't you didn't try it i mean yeah. i didn't either so but i've tried it before it's just very very tart for me so we're gonna kind of dive in a little bit as to why the pork and sauerkraut is eaten on new year's day and why it is heard to bring you good luck for the new year the dish is a german custom um, that was brought to Pennsylvania by German immigrants um, who largely settled in the central and south central portions of the state. So Germans and other pig raising cultures have been eating these dishes for centuries and today pork and sauerkraut are just common pairings. In the, at least in this area they are. 
which is what is interesting to me is I just assumed that on New Year's everybody in the entire world ate pork and sauerkraut for Oh, absolutely. For New until, Year's for good Until luck. we started digging into this, I literally thought it was like a nationwide thing that everyone ate pork and sauerkraut on New Year's Day. Yep. And no idea that it really was, it's more central Pennsylvania and even, you know, just as close as Philadelphia, they don't, Some people don't. necessarily recognize this tradition. Right. Which blew my mind. Yeah, right, and it's interesting too that it, I think I saw that it's in Ohio some and in the Midwest, but also really it's in the Midwest because people from Pennsylvania have moved there and have taken the tradition with them. It hasn't, it didn't start in the Midwest and it was just a tradition. It, mm -hmm. it seems to have stemmed from Pennsylvania across the United States. Mm-hmm. And this is largely due to, or the main reason is, is because Pennsylvania was home to a large portion of German immigrants known as Pennsylvania Dutch. For anybody out there from PA who still has some family that's Pennsylvania Dutch, they're fewer, fewer and far between, but I know we still a little bit in my side of the family. My grandmother, her family was Pennsylvania Dutch, if I remember correctly. But I think that's about, we don't really carry a lot of the traditions of that other than pork and sauerkraut. And I know it started off because the butchering often took place the months before Christmas and New Year's. So with those celebrations coming up, the pork was just usually the meal that they had because of the timing of the winter butchering. And then the sauerkraut was added because in the fall, is when they harvest most of the cabbage. And then to make the sauerkraut, you first pickle the cabbage to turn it soft and then preserve it before refrigeration had become so common. So I think that's originally where the meal started from. It, more of the convenience of this is when we butcher, then this is the reason why we have the sauerkraut. And the timing for the sauerkraut, if you ever brine your own is about six to eight weeks of soaking. So it takes a decent amount of time for that to happen. So they were they were prepared for it. But I think that the pairing of the two was, so you have the fattiness of the pork, you have the tartness of the sauerkraut. So they paired well together as well. And it's also interesting to me, like, you know, reading or you talking about how it's made makes me think we definitely live in a different time because it was all like they didn't let stuff go to waste and they prepared I mean they were preparing for this for so long mm -hmm. and like today we just go to the store and buy it and people don't really make their own I mean I'm sure there are some people out there that do I make think their in this own. area people make their own sauerkraut right but it just but not necessarily they don't do it in that sense where it takes them six to eight weeks to right. do so. That's that's a lot of preparation and and work for that. Correct. But it also make like I said, I was just thinking it's like, man, people really just did not let anything go to waste. They used everything back then where today it's just like, oh hey, we're need this, let's go to the store. Mm-hmm. And 
I always find that interesting. Well, they had to put thought into what right. they were having for meals. You know, whereas we're like, oh, well, we have pork and sauerkraut. We just have pork and sauerkraut. Yep. Whereas they had a, a reasoning behind it. Yeah, it's just very interesting to me that it, it takes so long to prepare when we're just so used to mm -hmm. with our generation that, hey. Quick and easy. Yep, to the store, buy it, done. Yeah. So let's touch on why it is good luck. So start with the pork portion. So going into a new year, you want to be moving forward. For a pig, the pig roots forward. So you want to, you don't want to go backwards in the new year. You always want to go forward. So you wouldn't eat an animal that either digs backwards, walk backwards, like lobsters walk backwards. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to be going backwards into the new year. So that wouldn't be a good choice, but the pig, when it roots, goes forward. So that was a big luck moving forward. One of the other reasons as to why the pork is good luck is embedded in old world beliefs about the pigs and their animal form, which is an Irish deity, Lug, who is believed to have controlled good luck, money, and wealth. And that just shows how prevalent other group settlers in Pennsylvania, the Scotch-Irish mixed with traditions of German settlers to create this unique culture that we have. So that brought in another aspect of good luck. And then another reason why the pork is good luck is it's so rich in fat and the fat signifies prosperity. So if pork is eaten on the first day of the year, hopefully you'll have a prosperous year. So the last reason why pork is found to be good luck is that most pork products are cut into round shapes. If you have a pork loin, you have sausage, it's round. And the round shape signifies coins and good fortune. So any food that's cut into a round shape is also thought to be good luck. And bridging over into the sauerkraut, sauerkraut is served in strands of cabbage, but the cabbage itself is also round. So there's another reason why the sauerkraut is also indicated to be good luck because the cabbage starts out as round. The cabbage also starts out as green. Green meaning a color associated with financial prosperity. So who doesn't want that in the new year? I do. Sure, well, <laughs> everybody does. I, do, I always find it interesting too of how they come up, like how different cultures come up with these traditions because to me they seem like, this is seems way... There's way, a lot of reasoning behind a, it. <laughs> there's a lot of reasoning. Like, I wouldn't just look at a piece of pork or sausage and be like, wow, when I cut that off, it looks like a coin. <laughs> that means good fortune when I eat this. And wow, cabbage is green, money. I, that just doesn't click with me. So We it's, have too much else to worry about. Yes, it's interesting <laughs> how they came to these conclusions and or not conclusions, but these traditions mm -hmm. by just looking at food. Right. When I look at food, I just think, ooh, this looks delicious. Well, and hopefully it doesn't actually follow through that the more sauerkraut you eat, the more cash flow you have throughout the year because neither one of us are big fans of sauerkraut, so we'll <laughs> we may be in for a rough year. So sauerkraut it also has um, some health benefits to it. So. Fermented foods are a big source of vitamin C 
and other nutrients when the fresh pr produce wasn't available to them. So you want to start out your new year healthy and you know ha hopefully continue that for the year. So the sauerkraut was also a way for them to start off the year on a good foot nutritionally. Hey, and a lot of people make New Year's resolutions to eat healthier. Or, uh, so why not start off day one? Yeah, eat pork and sauerkraut. I didn't know that it had such health benefits to it. Yeah, I didn't either. You wouldn't think something that smells so raunchy would. <laughs> yeah, and and I'm sure there, you. <laughs> there are other people out there like me. I'm sure it's good. I just it smells horrible to me. <laughs> that I just I've refuse tried to try it. it. I've tried it. It's just too tart. For me and i i learned this year that some people add sugar brown sugar to it to actually sweeten it a little bit more so it doesn't have such a tart flavor which maybe i'd like more but i don't know yeah i would maybe try try that um i also learned that i did not realize that my family made a separate pot of right sauerkraut for my grandfather who liked it sweeter um yeah. so maybe i'll have to try that next year and mm-hmm Maybe magically all these different, maybe we'll just be loaded. Millions of dollars will just come in from everywhere because we ate pork and sauerkraut. Well, that would teach you something. Should have been doing it for years. Maybe. So, I mean, I didn't know a lot about pork and sauerkraut. I just thought it was, you're supposed to eat it. It brings you luck. And that was it. I didn't realize there was so much backing to it, I guess for the reasoning behind why it was good luck. I was just always told that growing up. And I know like nowadays, it's just so common in this area that everybody eats it, church groups do it. You know, like it's just, I, I guess I just really didn't realize how it was only in this area. Right. I really thought it was a nationwide thing that right. everybody just <laughs> eat pork and sauerkraut. Yeah, I thought the it's same. It's interesting that it just comes from the Pennsylvania German culture and how much it influences us and how we like to keep traditions alive. Yeah, I I honestly thought the same thing, that this was just something the whole nation did. I thought it was just a, I guess, wacky tradition that somebody just one right. day decided, hey, eat pork and sauerkraut for New Year's and it'll be good luck. And it mm -hmm. just, everybody took that, to that. That part just carried on. Yeah. But there is a lot of thought and reasoning behind why they say it's good luck. Right. It, which I didn't know. Yeah, a lot more than than uh, I knew. The only thing I knew going into this was I couldn't remember the crab digging backwards, but I did remember... Lobster. Or the lobster, that's right. Walking backwards. Walking backwards, yes. Um, I think I had heard maybe it was like a chicken scratches backwards when they scratch, but I did know that... It, the pork that you ate pork because pigs scratch forward when they eat and that's moving forward I knew that part of it but I, the rest of it I did not know I just thought it was yeah I didn't some even know that much Which hoax makes tradition sense. that somebody came up <laughs> with and you know passed everybody and convinced everybody they needed to do this mm -hmm. um, and it didn't yeah just didn't realize it had such a deep tradition mm -hmm. yeah I didn't either thanks everyone for listening our next episode is going to be on Punxsutawney Phil, who is, in himself, a huge Pennsylvania legend. Actually, huge national, maybe world legend. 
I don't know if he goes across the world, but anyway. We'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> Tune in for our next episode of Pennsylvania Life, Legends, and Lore. And hopefully your pork and sauerkraut brings you luck this year. If you liked what you heard in this episode, be sure to follow Pennsylvania Life, Legends, and Lore on your preferred podcast platform to stay up to date on new content. Pennsylvania Life, Legends, and Lore is produced by Harv Productions, LLC.